These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Open Journal. I hope you're well. I hope things are good for you. Oh, what a time. February. There's so many uh, awareness weeks and months and kind of it's overlapped with different conversations that are happening at the moment. But it's also been a prompt to kind of think about different types of conversation. And I'm delighted to say in this episode... Nafisha is back with us, all the way back from episode 43, so five, six years ago. Um, it was really good to, to sit down and have a chance just to have a bit more of a casual conversation. So we talked a little bit about kind of the things that we're doing at the moment, how we're supporting our own well-being, also thinking about kind of well-being tips and tools as we work towards coming out of winter and look forward to springtime. We talked a little bit about um, time to talk day, Sort of very briefly around some of the things that, that we're doing or that we're involved with and the importance of normalizing conversations about mental health and well-being and while conversations that are about illnesses and struggles and crisis are, are really important it's also important to make sure that we're having those kind of everyday conversations that we don't wait until there is crisis that there is a, a real need or a situation happening that mental health and well-being is part of our everyday conversation so really nice to sit down and, and have that conversation and just have a chance to chat so i really hope you enjoy this episode again a huge thank you to nafisha for coming back on to the podcast hopefully it won't be another five or six years until the next time we chat if you've enjoyed this episode which i hope you have or do please do consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. It does help other people discover the podcast and so the conversations that we have here. Additionally, if you'd like to be a guest in the future, you can find information on the website, which is openjournalbc.com. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and support the podcast and the conversations that we have here. I've really enjoyed sitting down and having a conversation with Nafisha. So again, a big thank you to her. Here's our conversation. It's really nice to be able to sit down. We've just had the conversation about when our last conversation was. Um, yes. We're sort of fairly maybe confident in saying it was 2018. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was potentially 2019, but I'm pretty sure it was. Around then. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming things have changed. Life has happened. Um, how are you we're kind of towards the end of january at the moment how's your new year started how are you doing uh it's been all right been a bit slow 
not as like gear-headed as I thought it would be. Yes, it's all right. That's nice. I feel like yeah. st- steady is a is what you're looking for from a January. I, anything that gets yeah, a bit I'm not too... necessarily sure it's steady, but it's been you know slow. slow. I feel like okay. February is when things will get into like full gear, hopefully. Okay, February is going to be your uh, your big month. Hopefully, we'll see. What about oh. you? How was your How was your thing? Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's it's not too bad. I feel like January is very much my. It's it almost feels as much like the end of the previous year as it does the start of the new one. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I don't. I generally don't do like New Year's resolutions and stuff for January the first. Like. I'll sort of see how January goes and then what do I want to do this year once we've got through the month. Um, That's fun. So it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's a weird, it's definitely not like a new year fireworks type thing at the end of January. But yeah, yeah it, it very much feels like, a, okay, this is a little bit of a end of the things that were happening before um, the end of last year and then gradually going, well, okay, now what's happening as we start to get into stuff and kind of similar to you i would say february and march are usually quite busy um in terms of sort of work and different activities i'm doing yeah, and things like that. that so yeah january is very much like that bit in between um yeah. so uh, yeah things are good i'm apprehensive about all of the things to come but very much looking forward to to what this year might have in store um so yeah yeah feels good yeah sounds good exciting we were talking about kind of coming into or towards the end of winter which sounds very strange as we sit here in winter (laughs) in winter very much dark um i'm sat i really should have taken my jumper off before we started recording because i'm sat right next to the radiator (laughs) um (laughs) so am i but i just turned mine off (laughs) <laughs> I have like one of those like plug-in ones because um I work in the attic, so looking a bit cool. But yeah, I just turned mine off. <laughs> you planned ahead. Um, but we started to talk about the idea of like, yeah, winter is a time when you know sometimes there's a lots of conversations about how to support yourself, your your kind of your mental well-being through that time period. But mm-hmm. as we come into spring, there are kind of as we've just said, like lots of other things happening, different opportunities, maybe events and activities and things. Are there things that you would, um, or that you have found useful or helpful in regards to kind of supporting your own well-being as we come towards the end of winter and looking forward kind of into spring? Um, well, the thing I'm looking forward to most is the light and mornings and the like. Yes, yeah, so and I can go for like a walk before work and stuff because I work from home so it's not like I have a commute to get me out of the house um but at the moment it's still quite dark in the morning so I can't really go out if that makes sense because it's still mm. pitch black you don't get that dopamine hit from the sun and yeah then, it's so that diff- is something really so, looking forward to so different and then if you sort of mentioned the commute as well of not just kind of getting outside but also like that mental space of the journey to or from work like rather than you know opening a different room at home and going oh I'm now going to sit down and do work I'm now going to have a break or I'm now going to have finished work and be at home and it's all happening in that same space 
Yes. Yeah, you don't have that time to decompress, like on the way home from work, type thing. Mm, yeah, I, I really don't want to say it, but I have begrudgingly missed traffic sometimes. <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that because it's something that's out of your control and you can just like sit listening to like a podcast or whatever. And you know, you'll eventually get home or wherever yeah. you need to go to. There's been, I think, I think two, maybe three occasions already this year where um, I've been kind of in the office until sort of five, half five, and then come back. So I'm coming back through like peak traffic time, which yeah. feels a bit strange anyway, because I'd say up until maybe November, I was pretty much working from home four to five days a week anyway. And now I've sort of shifted to going in maybe two or three days a week at the moment. Okay. You enjoying that? It's, um, yes, because I know it's not going to be like that forever. Um, it's nice to have that opportunity to kind of reconnect with people in the office that you don't see on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, but I'm very aware when when I go into the office, I think I probably get about a third of the amount of work done that I would have got done at home um, because everything takes longer. You don't have, or for me, I don't have a set workspace um, because I'm home-based now. Yeah. Um, there's different spaces I can go in and use, but it's not like I can sit down and, I, oh, I'm sat in my chair on my desk with my resources around me. Um, you've got to go and find the things that you need and you end up talking to people and, other people will ask you questions that they wouldn't have asked if you weren't there. So everything just takes a little bit longer, um, which I think is worth the offset um, when it's kind of those occasional days. But it does feel quite strange when you've, for me, having got used to working at home, I'm like scheduling sort of what every hour is assigned for in terms of a task. So going in feels quite strange. I don't know what your experience has been like kind of working at home yeah so it's a little bit similar, a bit different because I don't go into the office as much as you do because um I've moved out of the location where I've uh, my office is in London so I've moved away from there um so but when I do come in yeah it's you know you get to talk to your team and stuff which is nice um but also you get used to working from home and having a set time to do certain tasks and knowing that you're not going to get necessarily distracted and stuff like that yeah it's a very different way to what and it still feels strange I don't know I feel like we're one of those sort of points in time where things lots of things have changed and we've been kind of like the generation that have seen or lived through those changes rather than sort of being born into a, an already changed place. Yes, um, like the child. Yeah, like yeah, we... Just seeing what works and what doesn't work. I, I remember being at school and like computers were like a new thing. And then I think, so maybe at like end of secondary school or college when like mobile phones became like more widely used and then like now in the last couple of years because of covid having that period where okay now home working is like a thing that is possible for a lot more people and organizations have realized oh okay if we trust people actually it means we can 
kind of have less office space and we save money there and um yeah you're just sort of existing through those changes I mean I guess yeah. the advantage of being an adult going through those changes rather than a young person who's had to go through education at that stage is probably that's probably much much more tricky I would imagine um, yeah I could not imagine being a kid no, COVID. I don't I mean yeah I feel like that remote working has worked for me um yes. because I don't know about you but predominantly I'm working from a laptop so looking back you know was there any reason why I really needed to go to an office other than like society tells us that's what you had to do exactly and I think um, that's what a lot of people realize and a lot of businesses have realized as well and I think um I think especially at the start it allowed us to find a not necessarily a balance but a way to make life work for us both professional and personal if that makes any sense yeah I think so I think not just making that assumption that right I have a job so I go to a place to work it's like dependent on the task and the environment that you work in so you know if you drive a taxi you're going to need to be in the car driving the taxi um but if you're doing a job that can be done remotely is there a reason why there needs to be an office why someone needs to be paying for an office for you to go and sit in can you do that you know at home or somewhere in the community where you can sort of utilize hot desk space or a networking space or things like that um, and I've seen a few I think it uh, I'm not sure it was last year it might have been the year before now I remember reading like, a few different articles that talked about like greater accessibility for people with um, different lived experiences and needs and disabilities as well from kind of remote working because they could build their own setup that works best for them at home rather than being forced to work in um, a space that maybe had like lighting or noise or temperatures that like didn't work for them um, like we've just talked about like the impact of having people coming and asking you things and breaking up your kind of flow of productivity so yeah it's definitely an interesting time to work through and hopefully seeing the more people will see the benefits of, of that sort of work. Yeah, definitely. I think there's room for both, like maybe like a hybrid situation or something. Um, but yeah, no, I completely understand. It, um, it allows more people opportunities to have the jobs that they want, I think, because like you said, they're more accessible. I hope, I hope so. And like you say, that kind of link into kind of that spring well-being then I guess you know if you were if you were or are in a good workplace that was on board with that I guess the responsibility then is now more on us as remote or I don't know what else remote or solo workers um to kind of keep a check on our own well-being are there any sort of tips or tricks that you've managed to work out kind of working more from home that have helped support your well-being during that time um definitely like going for a walk in my lunch break I think that's been really important or at least some point during your day um 
which obviously has to days go longer can be you have more scope to do that um but then, yeah that allows you to break the day up get some fresh air um get you out of your head if you've had a busy morning as well mm-hmm. and that's like my main main thing um and making sure you take time to grab a snack if you need it and you know you can get really um caught up in like working at your desk so breaking it up by having a cup of tea or something is quite useful and like it can allow sometimes taking your eyes away from something allows you to see it differently when you come back to it if you're stuck on a task yeah i think it's interesting you mentioned that because i feel like the times I'm good at taking on breaks are when I'm like, I need to go and hang the washing up. Or I need to go and put the washing in or something. Like actually taking a break to take a break, I'm not great at. But if there's another job, I need to go and sort of, is that distracting myself? I'm not sure. Um, I'm still taking a break though. I know it's a different, I still sort of technically doing like a chore or something, but from like your actual, it's a break from your work. So it's mm. still breaking it up. And when you come back to working, you'll be refreshed. Mm. You're using a different part of the brain for doing the chore. I remember someone saying as well about, um, how did they phrase it? Um, It's like your eye strength or something. And like, it's not good for your eyes to look at this flat screen all day. And it's useful to like every hour you should spend a couple of minutes just like looking around the room or looking out the window so that you're looking at things that are at a different depth or a different distance away. Um, otherwise, it's oh God, yeah, I can't, it's like your eye muscles or something. I can't remember exactly. But I remember being told this and thinking, right, OK, I need to make a conscious effort because like that's the thing that I would do. I sit there and look at a screen for like the whole morning maybe i'll have like a, a little break for lunch um and then at the end of the day i go oh it'd be nice to sit down and just watch tv or something sometimes and like i'm just sat there watching another screen so i do try to make an effort to like look around and there's been a couple of times when i've got asked about this when we've got like teams meetings and stuff online and like midway through i'm just like looking around the room or out the window and um, it's like a thing now that someone mentioned, are you doing your eye exercises? <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though, because it allows you to refocus, recenter, kind of be present in what you're doing as well, in a way. Yeah, yeah I think there is, like you're saying, it's, it's that mini break, isn't it, from looking at the thing or focusing on the thing that you're focusing on and... I think again as we mentioned like when you go into the office you would get distracted like someone will come in and ask you a question or tell you about something and that will naturally break your both your eye contact but also your mind focus on that and we talked about the negatives of that like oh I don't get as much done or it's harder to concentrate but there are positives as well if that's breaking your sort of focus on something and actually you need to be distracted sometimes you need to have that pause and look away and you know, work those eye muscles. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I do actually, I know, I don't know, I'm, I didn't mean for it to come across negative, but I do actually enjoy going into the office um, when I do go in. <laughs> but I don't go in as much as you. Um, 
but, I would. I don't think I'd want to go in this much all the time. I <laughs> struggle. Struggle to get fair. everything done. I think it's that's handy, fair. like you say, having those. I don't know those focused times. Like at the moment, there's a few things going on, and I feel like there's a benefit to it. Yes. But yeah, if it was all the time, I'd I'd worry. I think about the the workload. You, I've got used to what are we now it's, it's like time. four years of of kind of remote working and you go okay oh gosh four years is it four years what yes year is... it will yeah be um, be four years. oh my goodness <laughs> um you get used to sort of filling your time I don't know if that's quite the right phrasing but um yeah just definitely blocking off time for thing, getting through those tasks and not having that break to um socialize I think maybe undermines what's happened but network with colleagues and other people that are in that kind of work environment and build up those relationships that essentially create that team or workplace community yeah no I understand yeah I that is the one reason the reason that I do like going into the office because I get to see all my colleagues and just get to see them in person rather than speaking to them on teams and you know we can go grab a coffee or something mm. um so i do like that i i do like it um but i think every job is different and i think it depends on what your tasks are and what your role is as well For, like you know you're saying you're coming up to a busy period at work you probably need to be a more, bit more collaborative with your team Mm. and things like that so it's probably for me that would be easier and better and more productive in person because mm. nothing mm. gets lost in translation you all sat around a room you know that sort of thing for sure but at the same time i like i do and like the idea of when you know i you have a rhythm when you're working from home by yourself and and things which is nice as well you're kind of a bit more in control definitely and I think like you say we're at a time now where we're we are also probably more aware of how we work best yes. whereas before you would have just gone oh, like this is I tolerate doing it this way um because it's not necessarily the way that I enjoy it but that's the way the work requires it or maybe you thought it was quite good but didn't know the benefits of doing it other ways. Um, like, yeah, I just, I never would have even thought of asking to work from home um, like a majority of the time. I just would always have had that expectation that you go into work. Yeah. But 100% same. That's what we knew at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's, it's yeah it's all those conversations and interactions are I guess ways that you build up like you say also maybe like a workplace support system as well and networking to know kind of what's going on within other teams or other people's roles and um, just having that connection with colleagues as well I think you mentioned yeah. like sometimes it's trickier to to have that online it's maybe a bit more task focused rather than personable yeah um, I think that's it's kind of a relevant time, I guess, to reflect on that as well. Um, 
although when we record this we've not quite had time to talk day but when the episode comes out it will have happened um but i think having those campaign days as well that focus in on kind of mental well-being and mental health and the importance of something as simple as having a conversation and really just checking in on people feels like that also fits into when we're talking about kind of it coming into spring and our well-being and whether it's indoors or outdoors those conversations being a like a really important part of um kind of helping support our own well-being 100 is there anything that you do in the lead up to spring or during spring to help you have those conversations or help you through the working day I don't know I think it's I feel like it sounds really basic but mine's going to be the same as yours it's it's going out for a walk um like I know it sounds a bit I feel like walking and running sound like really simple things and maybe you know sometimes you require a bit more thought out interventions or activities to do um and don't get me wrong like I love people sort of <laughs> but <laughs> I, <laughs> I I like having time to myself um and I think walking and running kind of both provide that opportunity for me to have a bit of time away from people um and away from conversations uh to either just be outside or you know be um on a treadmill like listening to music or to a podcast and um definitely having that opportunity to sort of sometimes it's just an outright break even just a like a mind break like I'll put on a podcast and I may be listening to it or I may be just zoning out um but it gives you that break from being quite task orientated or having those conversations with people and then with walking it's I don't know maybe slightly different of the being outside and kind of the things that you were mentioning earlier of just that change to your day get up move around be outdoors have the fresh air um I think springtime is a really good time to kind of restart some of those behaviors because walking I think is very much a thing you try and tie into like a daily or a weekly thing if you want to do something regularly um to support your well-being so the the springtime it's a little bit warmer it's a little bit lighter it's a good time to do that um I guess like in regards to time to talk and things like that the focus is on those conversations but for me <laughs> maybe having a break <laughs> from them is actually quite a nice thing <laughs> it allows you to be a good it allows you to be along with your thoughts and process your thoughts and if you go for a walk at the start of the day it allows you just to be ready for it I think it's also walking and running can give you a little bit of like an adrenaline boost and it gives you like um it wakes you up perks you up for the day rejuvenates you so when you do get to your desk or when you walk in and you know whatever you need to do before you start work um it just allows you to be focused allows you to be more alert um I also journal as much as I can um this is all seasons not just for spring but I can find it sometimes quite hard to talk at them in the moment mm. so journaling helps a lot with processing things it allows me to figure out what's in my head and allows me to articulate stuff properly if I need to that process of kind of 
um there is an articulate way to say it but i'm never going to remember how um sort of for for conversations like that spoken verbalizing things even if it's just to yourself say oh like this is the thing i'm struggling with or i would like to do i don't know i would like to make sure i get out twice a week to go for a walk because i know that supports me and at the moment i'm feeling a bit lower anxious there's a big thing about kind of verbalizing that and saying it to yourself or to someone else but there's also a thing about writing that down isn't there because you can see the process of that sort of physically somehow is kind of leaving your body is moving through your yes um like pen or pencil or, or if you're typing and is moving on to the sheet and kind of out of you but also seeing it happen there's a visualization aspect to that as well isn't there of just that sort of processing it and pushing it out to some extent yeah I mean I've all I've always been the person who's had a diary of some sort and written her way through like life I've always had a book and pen on me since I was a little kid um so it's always been a part of my psyche I guess um but there is that there is something about releasing it from your body that helps regardless of you doing anything with it afterwards mm, mm. um and there's so many different ways you can journal like you just mentioned writing typing you can even send yourself voice notes and like journal that way video journaling still helps um i think journaling can be can seem quite daunting to some people but you can actually do it in bullet points in 10 minutes every morning if you wanted to um so yeah it's something that i really enjoy i think i'd never i don't think i'd ever really think of like voice notes as journaling that's a really interesting one of like another way to again sort of process those things that might be going on for someone but also record them like if you want to have that journal to look back on things or also maybe you're not going to look back on them but you just want to i don't know like a history your own well-being history recorded somewhere of having that as well as a is an interesting really interesting i don't want to say alternative because yeah. it sounds like do it do that instead of but an, like another way that you can do that yeah it's, it, there's there's no strict way to journal like i journal all over the place i have my notes app is full of like some journal entries but i also have like an actual notebook journal that i use as well mm. um but the note section is there for when i'm on the go and i want to kind of note things down and stuff um and you can lock them as well if you're worried about people seeing them um I think it's just allowing people the opportunity to journal how they want to. Mm. You don't even have to write, you can draw as well. I think it's interesting you mentioned about kind of using notes as well of the different uh, like apps and things that we've got available that keep those things secure as well. So if you did want to, you know, 
sort of talk through something with yourself and write it down somewhere and you're not sure about writing it in a notepad or something like that physically having it on your phone or or your tablet where you can sort of type it out and again still have that process of sort of processing it and seeing it come out I think is a a really helpful way for many people to engage with kind of noting that down or journaling or diary taking I think is a a good way and I've seen a lot of people sort of use a combination of like journaling and also um like bullet planners or bullet diaries as well and kind of looking at those again like the different ways that those resources are now available resources sounds like a weird word for that but like the, the different tools that we can use yeah definitely and it's the technology using technology can actually make it easier to have it stack as well and like if you're on a commute when you're like on a not driving but if you're like on a bus or a train um using your notes app you know you can use that 10 minute commute to journal for 10 minutes a day um or something as well um i think you're talking about bullet journaling aren't you Mm. and that's more for like productivity is it yeah so that you write your like to-do list in there you can write your goals in there um you make it what you want so you can have like a thought section too and you do like a mood tracker as well if you want to track your mood um so you can make it geared towards mental health and well-being but it's essentially um like a productivity yeah so you get lots of different options for i think trying different things and finding what works for you as well definitely um and even you know maybe it's a create your own like you look at those different tools and go actually what i want is a completely plain bit of paper notepad and I'm going to create my own pages. I'm going to use a combination of um, like aspirational things that I want to achieve in terms of productivity. I'm going to have a list of things that I want to do to support my well-being. And I'm going to note down kind of how I felt at the end of each day or something like that and have a real kind of combination going on. I think that also maybe helps sort of show how kind of our mental health and well-being can become part of those everyday conversations and not just part of talking about um like sort of struggles or illnesses and I think we've very much spoken about it there as a like how does this fit into my everyday working and how does it fit into supporting me when I'm having a bit of a tricky day or when I'm having a good day it's not necessarily always reliant on um it has to be about um illnesses and struggling like yes that's part of the conversations and the support but that's not the only thing no, it allows you to maintain good well-being or a healthy well-being, whatever that might look like for you. Hmm. I think as part of that, we're sort of talking about um, campaign days as prompts and having sort of time to talk to. And I know we, we talked a little bit before we started about the different ways we've had those conversations in the past as well. Obviously, we've talked on the podcast, but we both um have blogged as well and the different ways that we've kind of shared lived experiences and different parts of those um so there's definitely different ways that people can engage with conversations and make them part of their well-being but i know your 
kind of not necessarily as active as a blogger now and there's different ways that you engage with kind of conversations and interactions within your community at the moment so it's just it very much depends on you like um as a person what you know there's you know thankfully we've got the internet that allows you to create sort of create your own community in a way um you know if you have certain hobbies or tv shows that you like you know you can find a discord community where you find people who have a shared interest in that with you um if you've moved to a new location on your own there are websites out there that hold events that you can meet new people at um you know like book clubs and book swaps um events and you know yoga clubs and um whatever interest you you have um you can try and find it in your area to make it work and also try and find it online too um you know substack is another one they've got like a community tab in there so you you know if you are following a writer on there and they're posting in the community you can see what others have written and joining the conversation that way um, um you know we were on a podcast if you go to like a live podcast showing you already have something that allows you to connect in that um in 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 that room with people because you like the people that you're going to see mm. so you can start conversations off with them um I know in the in the last podcast episode, um, Anna spoke as well about uh, like this. Oh, I can't think how she phrased like online co working. So there are people now that sort of stream live on Twitch and yes. other places, and it's like a come and work with me. And especially for as we said, if you're working remotely at home on your own, or and you want that sort of camaraderie of someone else being there. Um, there are other ways that you can interact with people kind of live now as well yes you can also youtube like coffee sounds coffee shop sounds so it can mimic being in a coffee shop too um i always have something playing whether it's a podcast or uh or like a playlist or something because i don't really like silence mm. so um that helps me um Yeah, I also personally for me, I also like football, so that kind of helps a little bit because you feel as if you're part of a community mm. in that sense too. Mm. Um, it's very hard to be like generic. This is how you find a community. I really liked um, when you said a, a minute ago of that. Um, like, there's lots of different communities. It's about finding and making yours. Um, yeah because I, I remember possibly around the time we had our last conversation like even within like mental health blogging there was a big like oh, oh there's an online community and I think that's great but I always think you you need to make your own your own community you're not just part of one bigger one I mean like you say some people will want that in terms of maybe like they support a particular football team or or sports club and it's like oh I'm part of this club and I'm like, okay that's great but that's not the only thing that you are part of you're still part of 
other groups and there are other individuals and groups of people that make up your kind of social network and your community will be made up of, of different people uh, and I really like that side of both again whether you're struggling with your well-being or not thinking about kind of who's part of of your network who's part of your community who is like the person that you would feel happy to sit down and have a chat with if you were struggling or if you've achieved something really really cool who do you want to share that with um, yeah and really reflect on are there other groups or other individuals you want to add into that have you got a friend that maybe you don't speak to that often but you'd like to talk to more and thinking about what your community looks like I think is a really nice kind of activity in itself yeah and if there's like something a topic that you want to talk about that you're passionate about you can you know set up an Instagram page about that and create content around that which will create conversation and you'll be able to create your community that way amazing speaking of kind of finding your people and creating your community um if people wanted to find out a little bit of more about you or carry on kind of a conversation with you um where are the best places for them to go to to find you and to to chat with you um i'm on bumblings of nothing on instagram um and that's pretty much where i am at the moment i'm um, I'm, I'm the same on Twitter. I don't tweet as much at the moment, but I am there. So you can still come and say hi there too. Um, and that's where, yeah, that's where I am at the moment. Amazing. Thank you so much for making time this evening to sit down and have a chat. I feel like we've just kind of... Me too. I've, I've almost sort of just kind of looked out the window into the pitch black darkness <laughs> um, <laughs> and just had a really nice conversation. So I've really enjoyed just sitting down and chatting and I think... Um, I'm going to cross my fingers that we manage to do this again before it's another four or five years or however long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it's been here. Thanks for having me. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate Yeah, It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.